Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 151 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And in today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Kira Barr, who is a dual board certified integrative dermatologist on the topic of skin health and loving your skin in midlife and beyond. This was an incredible conversation and we cover so much. We talked about anti-aging practices and Dr. Barr's perspective on the concept of anti-aging in general. We also discussed what are some of the accelerants of skin aging in midlife and what is really changing in our skin as we age. I love having knowledge of what is changing in our bodies so that we can make very intentional choices going forward. We talked about hormones and the role that they play behind the scenes, wrinkles, we talked collagen, oils, all sorts of things. And also we discussed special skin conditions such as psoriasis and really looking at it from a very holistic standpoint. Dr. Barr also shares with us her simplest skin routine essentials, which I really love because I'm all for simplicity. I'm not somebody that has much of a complicated routine (laughs) anyway. So it was really wonderful to get her expert advice in terms of what are the essentials and what is best to focus on to get great results. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Dr. Barr. Dr. Kira Barr blends science with soul as a somatic coach, breathwork guide, and dual board-certified integrative dermatologist, empowering women around the world with the tools needed to help them gain the control, clarity, and confidence they crave. As the host of the Skinny Dipping Prescription Podcast and creator of Somatic Skin Science, she's redefining skincare as the embodiment of our lived experience through the no BS conversations, straight up truths, and tangible, actionable advice. Her work has been featured in Mind Body Green, Better Homes and Gardens, Reader's Digest, Glamour, Self, Oprah Magazine, and more. Here is Dr. Barr. Hello, Dr. Barr. Welcome to the show. I'm so pleased to have you here today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited for our conversation. Yes, likewise. And the first question that I love to ask our guests, and you have an incredible background that I'm really excited to explore. What is your take on confidence? That's a, that's the, you're just going right there. (laughs) Um, I, you know, I used to think that confidence was just something that you had. And, um, and I was like, I don't have it. (laughs) And I, what I realized is confidence comes from doing right? It's, it's from the, it's from the feeling uncomfortable and 
doing something anyway and you build confidence confidence is something that you accrue and acquire from the act of being willing to be uncomfortable that's (laughs) That's beautiful and i think what comes to mind for me as you say that is really that is kind of the path of self-discovery right so we get closer to who we truly are by you know taking the steps so i love that and where I would like to start the conversation with you. So I was born and raised in Brazil, uh, even though I live in Canada now, which is a country that places a lot of emphasis on external beauty, anti-aging practices. And I know you have a very special take on anti-aging. So let's maybe start there and then we walk, walk backwards. For women in midlife, what would be some of those accelerants to skin aging on the modern world? Yes. Um I think first and foremost is listening to all that noise about anti-aging. Yes. (laughs) Just the term anti-aging. I mean, it is the worst term and it's perpetuated by my industry as well. I really believe, especially I am an aging woman. I, we, we are all aging. None of us are Benjamin Button. We are not going in with (laughs) that. Um, So why would we want to be anti anything about this privilege that we have to grow older? Exactly. So I think anti-aging is the worst term. So one of the accelerants is kind of listening to that noise that you are supposed to be anything other than who you are as you are. Hands down. If you let that in and you let it absorb into your soma, your body, your skin, um, that is going to create a lot of anxiety and make you reach out, search out things that are outside of yourself. And I have nothing against Botox fillers or procedures. That is not what I'm saying. But if you are looking towards those things as if they are going to give you the reassurance and confidence in who you are, it's you're never going to get the return on your investment. And that shit is expensive. Yeah. So other things that really are accelerants um, and what the focus of the work that I do is really working on our stress response. So stress in all of its forms, and this is not just my word, there's a lot of research on chronic activation of our stress response system with elevation of our stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline wreak havoc in all aspects of our health and especially your skin. Many people may not appreciate your brain and your skin are derived from that same embryologic layer of tissue. Your skin has its very own stress response mechanism, its own very HPA, hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, which means your skin is both a target and a source of the stress response. So when your stress response is activated, those stress hormones are elevated, it triggers an inflammatory cascade, stimulates your oil glands, for those midlife women who never had acne before, all of a sudden they're breaking out. Stress can play a role. Shifting hormones can as well. And the thing that cortisol does better than anything is it destroys your collagen and your elastin, right? So that supportive tissue that gives you that youthful glow, you're going to accelerate your fine lines and wrinkles. So learning what your triggers and stresses are, and then learning the skills, tools, and having the resources to help better manage that stress because we can't get rid of it is vital. Yeah, that is excellent. And I think a lot of times women don't think of skin as an organ in their body per se, right? And I've heard you say before, uh, listening to your work before in terms of the skin being protective, but also 
you know, a, a sense of pleasure. The, talk to us a little bit about, from your perspective, this holistic, beautiful perspective, what are some of the rules of our skin that have nothing to do with the whole anti-aging conversation? Yeah, so many. I mean, I'm biased, but I think our skin is <laughs> amazing, right? I mean, think about it. It is the most, it is the largest, it's, it's the most outward facing. It allows you to experience life, touch. Yes, there is pain, you know, if you, and, and, and itch and other things from if you get bit by a mosquito or, you know, but like you, ex you get to explore the world through your skin. You get to have contact with other people, intimacy, the greatest pleasure. Your skin keeps you warm. It keeps out, um, you know, we have a skin microbiome, which are the good bugs, but your skin is also your greatest barrier to keep bad pathogens out. Um, it regulates our temperature. And yeah, I mean, it is a canvas, which we can adorn and celebrate if you want to wear makeup or jewelry or clothing and express yourself. So I think there are so many amazing qualities that our skin can offer in addition to being a living, breathing organ that, you know, does generate hormones, does regulate your body's function and skin barrier and all of that. Yeah, I love it. A big part of my work more in the weight release field has been on helping women see, appreciate parts of themselves, like their excess body fat. And, you know, you bringing this beautiful perspective on the skin is really important as well. Because I think if we all knew the perfection of it all and how many millions of things are happening behind the scenes, we would all have, be in awe of our bodies, right? And the skin is absolutely no different. And looking at women, so transitioning, towards menopause, so in perimenopause, seeing some changes, and then women in postmenopause wanting to make sense of it all. What were some of the main changes that we can expect in our skin as we age? Oh, gosh, there are, there are a lot. So, um, you know, our skin, so our skin naturally is, has an acidic layer, the, the acid mantle. Um, and as we're maturing, as we get older, the pH of our skin surface can change as well. It can become more alkaline. And so the microbiome may shift. And when that happens, you can experience more uh, irritation, things that, um, you know, products, you might notice products that you were able to use, you've been using them for 20 years, and all of a sudden you can't. They're more irritating or they're not working as well. So you might notice a shift in the tone, the turgor, the texture. So your skin may be a little bit more dry, a little bit more irritated. Estrogen plays a significant role in um, creating your body's own natural source of hyaluronic acid. That is what a lot of these injectable fillers are made of. So giving your skin that youthful appearance, that hydration, as estrogen is declining, you will notice your skin isn't as full and it's it's drier. And that's not just your facial skin or your arms and legs. That's also your vaginal tissue as well. Your your vaginal mucosa is skin. It just doesn't have um, the, the you know, most uh, outermost layer. So it, it may look a little bit different. But so you will experience dryness and irritation. What estrogen also does is it plays a role in the hair growth cycle. So this is why when um, women are pregnant and they notice that their hair is very lush and full, postpartum, they are in a panic because their hair is shedding and, and they may think they're losing their hair. Similar thing is, as you're heading into the perimenopause, postmenopause phase of life, as estrogen levels are declining, your hair growth cycles are changing. So instead of 
you know, your, and your hair grows in three different phases and they're not always in the same phase at the same time. But without the influence of estrogen, the density and the number of hairs that are in that growth cycle can decrease. So you'll notice maybe um, your, your hair is a little bit finer, a little bit thinner, a little bit less dense. Those are some of the major things that women may notice. Yeah, that's a great overview. And speaking specifically about wrinkles and collagen, what is your take on the use of dietary collagen that has gone gotten so much popularity in the last you know few years in terms of actually helping women with healthy aging, not just externally but also more internally? Yeah, I think it's a complex answer, simply because your gut microbiome and the health of your overall system <clears throat> does play a role. Just because you consume something doesn't mean it's getting uh, properly digested and then absorbed and then getting to where you want it to go, right? We can't yeah. just eat something and be like, go to my cheeks, go to my under eyes, <laughs> like that. So I think, you know, there's different formulations and also the health of someone's digestive system. If they're struggling with something like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or, or um, you know, candidiasis or something where there is a dysbiosis, there's a dysregulation um, of their of their gut microbiome, they may not be able to receive all the benefits that may be available from any ingested vitamin or supplement. The research that's out there does show that there could be some promise, but it's something that once you, it's like user to lose it. Once you start taking it, it's something that you're going to have to continue to take. And again, I, you can't across the board say it's going to be great for everyone because everyone right. is different. Mm, yeah. Is there any preferred sources or forms of dietary collagen that you can speak to? Um, not really. It's not something that is part of my regular practice. Part of, you know, most of my practice is really supporting people from a somatic and mind body um uh, effect and I'm not usually recommending supplements. Um, so I don't, I haven't done the research. It's not, mm -hmm. so yeah, I'll just say yeah. no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's totally fine. Um, and the other area that I wanted to start chatting with you about, like, I love that idea of the mind body connection specifically as it relates to skin. So give us, first of all, like that big picture of the connection, like you mentioned, it's almost like a two way street, right? The skin impacts our mood, mood impact our skin. So give us the overall view on that topic. Well, absolutely. I mean, if you go, to, it's just back to basic biology and science. So I think I'd mentioned earlier that your brain and skin are derived from the same layer of embryologic tissue called the ectoderm. So they are intimately and intricately linked. So they are communicating with each other all the time. And from a practical standpoint, if you think about it, before you're meeting someone new or if you have a job interview or I don't know, anything that seems unfamiliar, you may have experienced that your pits got a little sway or your palms <laughs> got a little sway or you flushed a little bit or you broke out in hives. That is that bi-directional communication between your brain and your skin. Right. So it's so there's it's undeniable. And we know, as I mentioned, activation of our stress response, normal biologic adaptation. But it's that chronic stress activation when we're always worried about. And it's hard not to, given the state of affairs still, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic, but people are still getting sick and, and things haven't fully recovered. Um, so there's a lot of anxiety and worry. 
it keeps us in a state of what we call hypervigilance. And so there's chronic activation of that stress response and your skin is experiencing the fallout of that all the time. It's no, it's no surprise that so many women had complained about hair loss through COVID, mm-hmm. right? The, we call it telogen effluvium. It's a fancy name for basically your hair shifting into that one of the phases of hair growth cycle called, you know, it's a telogen stasis, but it's, it's where your hair falls out. It's like the falling out cycle. Mm-hmm. So there's rapid shift when people are under chronic stress that your hairs shift into that falling out phase, but it usually doesn't happen until three to six months after the inciting event. And so people aren't always connecting the dots that, oh, I was ill or, oh, I lost my job or, oh, um, I got divorced or, you know, we're moving. These stressful events, your body directly, your brain registers it and then your skin registers it as well, but it's a little bit um, down the road. So mm-hmm. there are so many different ways that your skin essentially is a window to your nervous system. Yeah. And it's an opportunity to attune to the messages that your skin and your body are sending you rather than I think so many of us when we see a blemish or we see that our hair is falling out or we get more wrinkles, we're like, God, you're like, what's going on? Like, I just want to fix it. and I want to cover it up. And my invitation is that, hey, you're getting a gift here of information that yeah. maybe you need to slow down a little bit. Like, what do you actually need? What is happening in your life? What kind of support do you need? Because your skin is offering that you need a little TLC someplace in your life. Hey there, have you heard of my new book, Release? A Woman's Guide to Releasing Weight in Midlife Through Becoming a Body's Best Friend? If not, go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book or click the link in the show notes below to learn more and to see if this is the right book for you. I wrote this book for women to read before your next diet. And this is not a book about weight loss, another diet trend, or a magical solution you have not tried yet. This is instead a rebellion against hating our bodies and trying to change who we are. Together, we will release all that no longer serves you so you can get the body you want and make midlife the best and healthiest years of your life. I cannot wait for you to get the book. So go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book to learn more. Now back to the episode. Yeah, absolutely. And what are potentially some, you know, initial steps that somebody can take into that decoding phase of what is really your skin and your body telling you? Absolutely. So, um, I use an acronym called Our Senses, and this is what we cover um, and go through in the somatic skincare program um, with clients. And essentially, we're doing basically a life audit. All the things that impact your skin either come into contact with your skin or will affect it in some way. And that's your relationships. That's the quality of your sleep how you nourish yourself. You mentioned about weight loss and and really it's the quality of the food. And so much of the time we think about what am I eating? How many calories? And for me, it's much more about why are you eating and how are you eating? Yeah. I really bring a mindful approach into it. Our environment, everything in your environment touches your skin in some way. 
whether that is the personal care products you're using, whether that's um, the clutter in your environment, because that will dysregulate your nervous system. Mm -hmm. Stress is always at the underpinning of that. All of those things that I just mentioned are stressors. People think of stress most of the time is like some mental or emotional stress, but the UV exposure you're getting is stress. Mm -hmm. Now listen, if we want to talk about um, empowered aging and slowing down, you know, not accelerating the aging process, 90% of visible signs of aging are from UV exposure. So some protection in all of its forms, SPF is not your only BFF, all the things I mentioned, getting good sleep, quality nutrition, managing your stress, um, things in your environment, your personal care products, all of those things um, are really important. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of the emotional root cause, let's put it that way. The one condition that I wanted to chat with you about specifically is psoriasis. Mm -hmm. It is one of the things that I've been seeing more and more in clients coming to me. And it's also, I would say, the one thing that I've struggled the most personally myself. I've had spinal surgery, many other conditions, but that has been the one that has been, I would say, the biggest teacher (laughs) for me over the years. And I am now in a place that I'm really, I've done all the more physical, dietary, you know, that type of thing. But now I'm working more on the emotional side and understanding the root cause. So from your experience, what you've seen, what are some potential clues that psoriasis can bring to women in terms of what is next in our emotional journey? Oh my gosh. So again, this is, this is why there's um, kind of a two arms of my somatic skincare program because one is the lifestyle factors right the our sense like all the 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 diet the sleep and the second is the mental emotional how to better manage the stress and the and the practices that you can do psoriasis in particular is a fascinating condition because the more research that comes out we know that there's there's a gut skin connection there's a mind skin connection and we know that the gut microbiome plays a significant role in psoriasis. Um, And so that's where dietary factors can play a role. But what is so interesting as well, from the emotional standpoint, there's so many people who have been diagnosed with psoriasis. If you ask them about stressful events in their life, early childhood trauma, and then um, stressful events in adulthood, it's kind of off the charts. Um, there is kind of a direct correlation when psoriasis flares in, in relationship to stressful events. And some of the original research that was done around mindfulness was with psoriasis. John Kabat-Zinn, Dr. Dr. Kabat-Zinn, did a study on mindfulness meditation. People who were treated with, we use um, light therapy for psoriasis, and they had them uh, listen to a um, meditation uh, before going into light therapy. And then there was a group who just went into therapy, uh, the light therapy. And there was a significant improvement, not only in the skin, the appearance of the skin, but how people perceive their quality of life. So that mind body, mind skin connection is so strong. So I teach meditation and breath work and visualization, but also self-expression through artwork and really different somatic practices because we can underestimate the power of that mental and emotional impact on not only what shows up on the skin, but that embodied sense of how we feel living in it. 
people with psoriasis, and I would imagine you probably have your own stories to share, but psoriasis can occur in very inconvenient places, especially in the groin, yeah. and it can affect intimacy. And there's a lot of shame and people look at psoriasis, they're like, oh, is that contagious? And people just are misinformed and it can create a lot of isolation and frustration. And so again, being in community, that's why I work with clients one-on-one, -on -one, but somatic skincare is a group dynamic. So there's a space, a safe and brave space for you to be held because outside of that, most people, they don't understand what you're going through. Yeah. Um, and it can and it can be hard. So I never underestimate the mental and emotional aspects of something like psoriasis in particular, where we see with the it's proven in the literature that it can make such an impact. Absolutely. And it's so complex as well, right? Like in terms of root cause, like I think it's one of those conditions that when I went at early stages, like years back, from the medical side of things, I didn't want to go on that route in terms of medication and suppress my immune system. I wanted to speak to me and then resolve whatever, like you said, gift and opportunity has been given to me. So I have never gone in the traditional treatment route. But I think what I've been getting to now is the connection between that and perfectionism tendencies and that type A personality, which I used to identify myself with with more in the past than now. And now I'm, I'm training under Dr. Gabor on self-compassion and really hoping to uncover a whole new layer of what does that actually look like. So um, thank you so much for your perspective on it. It's an ongoing sort of, sort of interest to me. And I think more women are being attracted to me because I'm, you know, there's resonance there because it is, you know, this door that I'm like exploring. So I really appreciate that. And something else, Dr. Brother, I wanted to give you um, the platform to talk about is your book, The Skin Whisperer. And I heard you say something, I don't recall where, that I thought was so interesting. The concept, first of all, why the title? So I'll let you explain to us the title of the whispering concept versus waiting until your skin is yelling at you. So tell us where the title came from first. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I think, um, first of all, shout out to Dr. Gabor Monte as mm -hmm. well. I think um, he, he has been one of the loudest voices for me, and, and he's not a dermatologist, but in his books, he will highlight those individuals with skin issues, especially scleroderma. Now, autoimmune mm -hmm. disease and psoriasis falls under that category, predominantly in women. And why is that? Right. Yeah. Because we, 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 hmm, we create a skin story for ourselves of who we think we should be for other people, that people pleasing. Yeah. And if you can shed that, if you can exfoliate that, it is incredibly powerful, but it's hard to do that on your own. Yeah. So the fact that you are doing the, you know, compassionate inquiry and all of that is so, so important. Um, and um, in terms of where the title came from, you know, our mess becomes our mission. And mm -hmm. so um, I didn't realize mm -hmm. why I had gone into dermatology until more recently, which is crazy because I've been in the field for 27 years. And it really was because I was living so uncomfortably in my own skin. I had been bullied as a kid for birthmarks on my face. And then in 2012, the focus of my career when I was still practicing clinical dermatology was skin cancer and melanoma. Well, lo and behold, I find a spot on my own arm that I had to diagnose as melanoma. So that was the wake up call that your skin really is an incredible messenger. 
It is a window to your nervous system. The amount of stress that I was under at that time, so much UV exposure. I was running ultra marathons. I was over exercising. I was working in an academic career and not very happy in it, juggling young kids. I mean, there was so much stress that I was unrecognized and certainly unmanaged. And my skin had been shouting at me for years new moles, changing moles. And I was like, oh, you just cut it out and forget about it. No big deal. That's what I do as a dermatologist until that early melanoma. And I was like, okay, everything I thought I was doing right isn't right for me. So this whole idea that your body and skin are always sending you messages and listen, there are going to be messages. Oftentimes you have no interest in hearing. But if you close your ears to them, I always be like, la, 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 you know, like fingers in the ears, not listening. Yes. It will show up in in so many different ways. And for me, it was early melanoma. Then it was hormonal imbalances. I tore my labrum in my hip, so I had to undergo numerous major surgeries. So the book is an offering. It's the journey really for skin cancer in Canada and the United States, the most prevalent cancer. Most people don't know that. So the Skin Whisperer is kind of like your roadmap of how to build your resilience against the damage from UV from the inside out, as well as the outside in. But it's it's really to help you attune to the messages that your body is sending you when they are just a whisper. So you don't have to go through what I went through when mm-hmm. your skin is shouting at you and then you're really kind of in a bad situation. Yeah, I love that. I think I resonate with that because I use similar vocabulary to my spinal condition and surgery that my body had to yell at me before I actually paid attention. Um, and I think I think it's part of that passion of helping women now maybe, you know, listen a little sooner, right? And not have to get to the extent of, you know, in different forms of what we kind of gone through with our health. Um, and something else you said that I want to highlight to our listeners, the concept that something may be right, but not right for you, right? Or maybe not, not right for you in that specific season of life. And I think, like you said, in terms of the over-exercising and so on, that none of us is questioning the benefits of exercise, but it's the amount and the form and in the context with everything else, right, going on in your life. So I think that's a very important message. I just wanted to pull it out for our no, I, I I appreciate that. And I think, you know, we live in a society of... um so much information, trends and fads, um, yeah. and especially for midlife women, intermittent fasting. And there's, you know, there's something about um, mind. It's no longer mindful movement. It's all about strength and resistance training. And then you have like, you know, the crossfitting and, and it's okay. Yes, there's probably benefit for that. And yes, we need resistance training to build um, bone resilience as we are maturing and, and hormones grow down. But if you're already maxed out, if your cortisol levels have been high, so high for so long, and now they're starting to tank, like you don't necessarily have the reserve yeah. to do all the things that the latest, you know, TikToker or Instagrammer is mm-hmm. telling you to do, and you could do yourself a lot more harm than good. And that is where listening to yourself, having a relationship, learning—it's that embodied. This is a lot of what I teach in terms of that relationship to yourself is so important, and listening to your own inner knowing. Mm-hmm. And so many of us it's so hard to hear that because we've been hearing other people's voices in our head for so long of what we should do, should look, what should be done. And we, and we lose that connection. And so it's when you learn how to listen, that's when you know what's right for you right now in this moment. 
right? To your point, yeah. like in this moment. Yeah. And I think the, the value here. Yeah. Absolutely. And the value of tuning in, right? To presence, like embodying that concept, like it is something that it's actually not as easily done as one may think. Like we're usually either in the future or in the past, right? Like rarely we're, even as we're sitting in the present, it's something that I've been, you know, exploring in Dr. Gabor's work. Like we're sitting in the traffic light and we have the expectation of when it's going to go green, when it's going to go red, what we're going to do as soon as we hit the gas. Like in every micro moment, we're often very disconnected, right? So to even sit with self and, and look at how do I feel in this moment and what what is my body telling me? I think it is such a beautiful opportunity, like you said, and gift that we all can tap into, right? But it's practice as well, I am sure. There is, there is no such thing as perfection. And, and listen, slowing down and tuning in is the hardest. Like it sounds simple in concept. It is not easy in practice. So for anyone listening, nothing has gone wrong if you've been struggling with this. Um, and there is no way to get it right. And there is no arriving. Like this is an ongoing practice. There is no such thing as perfection. And um, I have to s slow myself down all the time. I go for walks outside, right? But I'm like trying to go at a faster pace. Maybe. <laughs> like I have my phone and I'm like checking something. And then I have to remind myself probably every minute on the minute, look at the trees, like look at that flower. Like, you know, the it seems so simple, but it's go back to basics of what were we like when we were like three we thought everything was amazing and like, you know it's just having that childlike wonder if we can re-embrace that like we think we have to be so professional and sophisticated and all this but literally kids know where it's at they walk around with their bellies hanging out they just do what they want they ask for what they want <laughs> they try and get what they want they have no apologies you know like that's what we need more of i'm not saying be a total rash like discount everyone else around you but i think it's a matter of really listening to what you want and you need and honoring that as well mm, yeah i love that the way that i hear that is saying that's to you and your needs authentically rather than looking at it as saying no to someone else right and really tuning into self that's beautiful and I have one final sort of, you know, group of que many questions for you. And I'm sure you get asked this a lot, but just to get things a little practical for our listeners, looking at your skincare routine and what you recommend, but looking at the essentials, the most basic and natural way to approach it, take us through like, what would a skin routine look like for you? Yeah, I love this. Um, I am not a skincare junkie at all. I like to keep it simple. I'm not the most compliant. I'm, I would say, <laughs> lazy. so it's gotta, it's gotta be simple. So if we're talking straight, just like what products do I use? Um, washing your face with a gentle cleanser. And listen, ideally you wash your face twice a day, but if you only get a chance to do it once a day, do it at night because air pollution is right behind UV exposure for creating uh, damage and contributing to hyperpigmentation of the skin. So you want to wash off all the day's grime. Two, you want to use an antioxidant serum with the bare minimum of vitamin C and vitamin E because they work synergistically together to help repair um, DNA damage. Um, and you could use that twice a day. In the morning, so let's just say you had a great morning, you've washed your face, you've put on the antioxidant serum, then you need to protect your skin from 
the thing that causes 90% of visible signs of aging, which is UV exposure and blue light exposure. Now we know that blue yeah. light contribute to aging and hyperpigmentation. So um, wearing an SPF, a tinted moisturizer with SPF 30 or above every day is really important, even if you're indoors. And I'm not always, you know, the best about remembering myself, but um, it's the tint, the iron oxide that gives your makeup its tint um, is found to be protected from blue light. So when we're on our devices all the time, and also even if you live in uh, cloudy or snowy places like you and I live in, 80% of UV rays get through the clouds. So rain or shine, winter, summer, you still need sun protection. And UVA rays, which are the quote unquote aging rays because they penetrate deeper into your skin, they penetrate window glass. So that's um, something to be mindful of. And then the only other fourth product, I mean, there's lots of products you can layer in, but I would say something that helps skin cell turnover and skin cell rejuvenation, which would be a vitamin A derivative, a topical retinoid, which is prescription, retinol, retinaldehyde. Um, there's lots of different um, options that you can get over the counter, but only, did I say four, four products? A cleanser, antioxidant serum, um, a sunscreen, and I only recommend zinc oxide-based sunscreens because they're from baby to adult, you know, like older, um, better tolerated, and then some sort of like topical retinoid or as an alternative is Bucuchiol, which is an ingredient that has been found to have similar efficacy to vitamin A derivatives. Mm, that's excellent. And is there, and you know, I know you don't usually talk brands, but is there any brands that you recommend or at least ingredients to be aware of anything in those lines? Yeah. So, um, I think, like I said, with a sunscreen, zinc oxide, um, and, and a tinted one. So, so that would be something to look for that it's has iron oxides. Um, especially as we're maturing and our skin may be a little bit more dry products that contain, um, hyaluronic acid. Some of the products also might have niacinamide. Niacinamide is a vitamin B, um, B3, um, and it can be anti-inflammatory topical um, antioxidants that they add to some of the products like green tea extract, great mm -hmm. antioxidant. Um, and so they're even using melatonin, but beauty sleep is real. Getting, you you generate melatonin when you sleep, I would highly recommend getting it the natural way. Um, but those are some of the things that <laughs> um, yeah. to look for. Yeah. And a lot of it, unfortunately, it is trial and error. What might work well for you? Um, yeah. So things that have a little are a little bit more hydrating with ceramides, squalene, you know, um, hyaluronic acid to help hydrate and, and, you know, glide onto the skin a little bit more smoothly can be helpful, especially um, for those of us over 40. Mm. And what about skin oils? What is your take on it? I think skin oils are very helpful. It's knowing, you know, if you if you have oily skin using a heavier oil, um, you know, coconut oil can clog the pores, but Grapeseed oil um, can be is a little bit thinner. Can be nice for the skin. Sunflower oil has actually been researched for um, like atopic dermatitis and such. So oils can be quite helpful. Um, but you just again, based on what's happening with your skin in the moment um, and over time, those needs might change. I think over exfoliating, you know, we disrupt the skin barrier. So then using any sort of product you might find, oh, I, it's, it's more irritating. Like olive oil, for instance, can be irritating for some people, mm. whereas other people tolerate it just fine. I see. And my last question was a little bit on the exfoliating, but also the use of those clay masks. Like, do you have 
a preference, a yes or no? What is your take on it? I think all things can be um, potentially supportive. I think clay masks, red clay, green clay, um, experiment, right? They can, they can, it's not something I recommend doing every day, you know, for people, but I, nothing against, I mean, they're natural, they're, they can be nice and soothing. And it's, it's the act of applying and loving on your skin and nurturing and taking the moment to breathe and just be with the act of applying the mask can be incredibly nourishing, right? Yeah. That's true skincare is not just slapping the the products mm -hmm. on, but looking at yourself and, you know, you might not always be in love with what you see, but can you appreciate the function? We talked about functions that the skin plays for you. Like, can you have some appreciation that your skin is doing the best that it can in this moment, right? Yeah. So um, I think that is one of the things that I would love to share is, um, most of the time we look at our skin with contempt and we criticize it and we always are so, it's so easy to pick out what's wrong with it because society has told yeah. us that you shouldn't have wrinkles, you shouldn't have acne, you shouldn't have psoriasis and see if you can find what's right. Right. Yeah. Right. You aren't, um, even if some of your skin may be inflamed and irritated, not all of your skin, even if you have psoriasis and a lot of your body surface area is covered. There's probably a few centimeters or an inch or two that's clear, right? You yeah. know what's possible and your skin with all this inflammation is doing exactly what it thinks your body needs to do right now to deal with the dysbiosis, to deal with the stress, to deal with all the things. So there is value in having some appreciation and celebration for what your skin can do than just pure contempt and criticism. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think that's such a powerful, important message that your body in all senses is doing the best it can, right? And in some cases, like we can work on taking some of the interference out at the same time of having the appreciation. So I really, really love that message and it really deeply resonates with me. And Dr. Yeah. Barr, just as a final um, question for you, for our listeners that want to learn more about your work, your book, your sessions, like you said, you used to do private and group sessions. Tell us where to find you the best ways to get in touch with you. Yeah. So my book, The Skin Whisper, you can find on Amazon or any other place where you um, can get books online. Um, Instagram at Dr. Kira Barr. I'm sharing more content there. I'm not, I hadn't been always the most, you know, I'm still not the most social media savvy, but I'm working on it. And then my website, Dr. Kirabar, because yeah, I mean, somatic skincare is a, a an act of love. It's it's a mission for me to not just support, you know, it's there's two arms of it of midlife women, right? As our hormones are changing, as our skin is changing, we can feel very uncomfortable with those changes and really helping support women, both with the lifestyle and the mind-body practices to move through that with a little bit more ease but also supporting those individuals who are struggling with a chronic and visible skin disease, who their dermatologist can offer them anything other than decrease your stress or, you know, they, they don't have the bandwidth by no fault of their own if they're in the traditional medical model. And even their psychodermatologists are just giving prescriptions. So creating a container for people to really be able to feel seen and heard um, and heal. So, yeah. yeah, so my website, Instagram, my book, those are, the best places to find me. 
That's amazing. And I'll make sure to have all the clinkable links below in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for your time and your expertise. This was an incredible conversation. And I'm sure that our listeners will really, really learn so much from you and your perspective and the work that you're bringing to women is incredibly valuable. So thank you for sharing your time with us today. Thank you for Mm -hmm. letting Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.